Okay, let's begin. I am Lanice Antoine Shelley, and I'll be your host through constructive, healing-based conversations designed to illuminate the adoptee, parents, and the adoption curious. We center the topics around community, mentorship, leadership, and healing, so you get a multi-dimensional view that is ultimately empowering. These are the voices who could not speak when they were young. Okay, before we get into it, I wanted to share with you some new offerings. We've just partnered with Isaac Edder's company called Identity, who provides adoption consulting and short practical guide pamphlets, a practical guide to transracial adoption and a practical guide to black hair care. As a listener, you get 15% off. Just click the link in the show notes where you can find all references and hot topics that are talked about in each episode. And since you're listening, I just wanted to thank those of you who've rated and reviewed this podcast, because every five-star click helps remind these platforms that our work matters and helps me keep going. So those of you who are getting so much out of these conversations and have taken the 30 seconds to write a positive takeaway, I see you and I thank you. Those who haven't yet, now is the time, my love. Let's talk about it on Instagram after you go ahead and click five stars and write a review. Hello, everyone. Hello. How was your week? How is your heart? I just got in from beach basking. (laughs) I even took a little nap in the rare 90 degree weather here in Chicago. It was glorious. No matter how busy I am, I make time for lunch with people who spark joy for me yoga, or going to the beach to do emails. One of my favorite things to do is respond to emails sitting on the beach. Lake Michigan is gorgeous this time of year. Well, it's gorgeous all year long, but I love it when it's hot. I have determined that it's the only way that I'm not going to burn out with everything that I have on my plate. If I allow room for things that excite or replenish me, right? So today is another solo episode. I'll be doing these throughout the season. I just wanted to check in with you because I know that in a previous episode, I said that there was a death in my family. Well, at the time, I was still processing it and really couldn't put into words how I felt, though I'm still processing it. I want to share with you the quality of my heart right now. Since we're working through this together, I wanted to share this pivotal moment with you. About a month ago, my biological grandmother passed away. She was 89, which is unheard of in Haiti, so I know I come from some strong, resilient genes. She had 10 kids, one of whom is Dr. Juliana Olsen-Deans, who is just a few years older than me, and was adopted into a family in Colorado. You've heard from Juliana before, but she will be coming back next week to talk about some steps to processing when a biological family member dies. When I found out, my mother called me up and she told me. I think Juliana called her and she then called me. I got off the phone and wept for about two days. 
I continue to weep in between meetings, on my bike, in yoga, in the bath at the end of the day. As the thoughts flooded my consciousness in the mornings, I was drenched in sorrow. My grandmother, known as Madame Serre, was the only person I remembered from my time in Haiti, which was up until age four. And she was the only biological family member in Haiti who never asked anything of me. I know you adoptees can relate to this. The idea of indebtedness, both to your adoptive family and to your biological family. The saviorism aspect of adoption is so burdensome and powerful. When I met her, my grandmother, at age 13, and then at 26, she would just happily take my arm and pray for me, pray over me, rather, passionately. I come from a sermonizing family, which is hilarious because I have a tendency to preach about things I'm passionate about. So that's definitely nature peeking through. I connected with Juliana a few times that week, and we mourned together. I still am a bit stunned by the loss and sobering mortality of this life. We can't go back for the funeral, back to Haiti, that is, because things are so unruly there right now. But I gave myself space to be sad and also to hold that sadness with people I felt safest with. Sometimes it feels uncomfortable or unnatural to mourn your biofam with your adoptive family. And I'm here to tell you that that, that is natural and that feeling is okay. Take your space and time. It's part of setting those wondrous boundaries and reclaiming the emotional landscape of your life. Grief is fascinating because it's non-linear, and sometimes we have no idea why certain things hit harder than others. I think now I can discern why I grieve, why I still grieve for my grandmother. I found out her real name, Angelia, when she died. I grieve the prayers that I know she sent me daily. I grieve not being able to make her life easier as I know that she had hardships that I cannot fathom. I grieve the face that I knew the most, trusted wholly, and the love I believed in that is now gone. A guest on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday said, You can tell a lot about a person by how they treat their grief. They either transmit it or transmute it. I am trying to transmute this aching hole in my chest. That's not to pressure you to do the same, before your time, that is. But it is imperative to know when you are transmitting your grief and sorrow onto others, are you lashing out and projecting? It is in the knowing the difference that we are able to preserve relationships that are here, in front of us, and needing our attention. I haven't experienced much death in my life. And I know that will change. And I also recognize that others have experienced it at an agonizing frequency. It's complicated for us adoptees as it can spur and undo the healing work we've done. Know that you have permission to feel around in the messiness of your emotions. Let it pour, flood, and flush through you. We do what we can, so there's no point in infecting our spirit with regret. Talk to someone you trust who will hold your experience sacred. Journal a letter of remembrance about what you would say if they were here now. 
Or just be quiet, sit, and light a candle in remembrance to them and wish their soul well. I continue to process the loss of this life. One thing I have to remind myself is that love did not die. Her love did not die. Her body did. I still have access to that love, knowledge, and strength. Each time she took my hand, passionately prayed over me, she was essentially implanting her love to reside firmly in my skin, my heart, and my soul forever. I have been imprinted with her love. Life is full, my friends, my fam. But we are learning and we are doing this together, right? Let's chat more on Instagram at youngadoptee or go to my website at laniceintwanshelly.com and you can see a plethora of adoptee resources. I love hearing from you. So reach out, okay? Another beautiful episode. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to my guest today. If you liked this episode, the best way to support me and this work is to write an iTunes review, a five-star review. (laughs) This helps us reach the top of searches and helps more people to find us. And if you personally want to connect, please reach out on Instagram or Facebook. And I have some great resource material on my website at laniceantoinshelly.com. So go on over there too. Until next we meet, go gently and have courage, my love.